Welcome to The Design Diaries, a podcast for creatives, freelancers, and business owners looking for candid conversations and real advice. I'm Melissa, self-taught designer turned freelancer and now studio owner, here to share my experiences and help you reach your goals. Hello, hello. Today we are talking about pricing and charging what is best for you. So I specifically titled this episode, Charging What's Right for You and Not Charging Your Worth or Making 10K Income Months or something like that. And the reasoning being is because today I'm not going to be telling you what you should be charging. I'm not going to be throwing numbers at your face and I'm not going to convince you that you should be charging over a certain amount or under a certain amount. Today I'm going to be talking about how to take the advice that I'm giving you and perfectly adjust it and customize it to where you are in this moment and where you're going in the next few months. So the reason why I say that is because when I was first starting out, I found that there were a lot of different, I guess, resources about pricing, but none of them really seemed to be perfectly fit towards where I was in that time. And so I had a really, really difficult time actually feeling confident and comfortable with my pricing structure in the very beginning. And it took me a really long time as I was growing to then figure out how do I adjust my beginning pricing structure with that growth. So I find that there are a lot of materials out there right now on like how to make six figures, how to make 10K in a month, how to blah, 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 right? The issue with that is if you're starting out or you're just not comfortable charging that much right now, there's very little resources that actually give you the confidence and the support to get to that later point. So that's why I'm hoping that this episode, regardless of whether you're making, you know, an hourly wage right now, or if you're making a really thick salary, I'm hoping that this episode will give you the tools and sort of the mindset and different elements to think about how to price for yourself in a very individual way. Because I personally believe that pricing is so personal It's so, so personal that it's almost impossible for someone to tell you how much you should be charging. And I think that might be controversial in some areas. Like some people believe that there is like a baseline that nobody should be charging below and like everyone needs to be at this point, you know, in order to contribute to the industry. And and in some ways I do agree with that. Like you really shouldn't be undercharging yourself. But I also don't think that there's this like universal number that everybody needs to be charging minimum because we're all different. Like we all come from very different backgrounds. We all have very different comfort levels with money. We all have very different comfort levels with confrontation, with client management, all of those things. And because of those different elements and all of the different ways that we're all built as people, we need to tackle the pricing problem differently. And so that's hopefully what this episode will accomplish. So to get us started, let's talk a bit about the different types of pricing structures that you can do. And I'm just going to talk about two in particular, and that's project-based or flat fee versus hourly pricing. So this is the distinction that I make between the two. So from a very like objective standpoint, projects are basically like, here's a flat fee for a set amount of deliverables. And regardless of how many hours it takes, like that's how much you, you are paid for it. And then for hourly, you have a set service and you have like a deliverable or you have some sort of Um, set goal and milestone that's set and then however many hours it takes you to reach that milestone or finish that project is the invoice so if it takes you two if it takes you five you bill for those accordingly so at face value that's what the difference is however I see them 
serving really, really different functions in my business. And yes, I still, I use both. I use project flat fees and I use hourly pricing. And I know a lot of people on the Instagram community and a lot of people who are reaching those like six and seven figures are preaching like no hourly, like you should never use hourly. It's blah, 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 blah. And like, I'm sure that works super, super well for them. But me personally, I'm just not ready to get rid of the hourly structure yet. And I'm going to explain to you why. So here's, here's what I do. I use my signature services that I've done over and over and over that I know from front to end how much like effort and what the value is in terms of investment for them. And I know exactly how much creative energy goes into it and all the resources that I need in order to, you know, complete these services. And that's my brand package and my website package. So those are the two services that I always, always do a project flat fee and never do hourly for those. And those make sense for me. And the reason why I make those project fees, it's because it's easy for me over the time, like with experience to estimate those fees. I have like a starting point, like all of my branding projects start at like $4,000 or whatever the, that amount is for you. I have it starting at there. And then when I speak to the potential client on a consultation call, me with my knowledge of all of the different projects I've worked on, I can kind of estimate like, hmm, like based upon what they're telling me, I might need to do a bit more work. Or because this business is a little bit larger, I might need to add a couple of of dollars or on there to account for the usage, things like that. And so with project fees, there's a lot of mental work in my personal experience that goes in with that estimation, with estimating a flat fee, right? Because ultimately, like if you're wrong about your estimation, you're the one that pays. And so I only do project fees on projects that I feel very comfortable and feel very experienced with estimating those those different elements like effort, creative energy, resources, etc. The reason why I have hourly services and those services include like social media graphics, they include print and document design. They actually they also include some packaging design like making some labels, things like that. The reason why I do that and some people might disagree with me on this is because I don't want to have to do the mental energy of having to estimate edits and have to estimate all of those different little factors that I usually estimate in a big project. So let me backtrack there. So with a big project that I do a flat fee for, I know that here are six deliverables that I need every single time. And I know that I always give two concepts and I always give like two rounds of revisions, whatever. I mean, that's, I'm just talking off the top of my head. That's not actually what I do, but that's how I know it, it's set every time it's standard every time. And I make the rules. With these hourly services, like social media graphics, with print and document design, with labels, there's no template, there's no standard that happens every single time. One client wants four labels and they're all circle labels, right? Another client wants a box made. Another client wants life-size posters made, right? And the issue with doing a estimation for all of those is because is that no one project back-to-back is the same or is similar enough for me to gain the experience of knowing like, oh, this is how much energy and how much effort it will probably take me. I have no idea. I've never worked with their printer or their vendor before. I don't know how finicky that that's going to be. I don't know all of the different 
potential things that can come up because I it's not my signature service. And so the reason why I do hourly is because it's just plain easier for me. It's just easier for me to just assign a value to my time working on something and then just deal with whatever obstacles come up and then be able to charge for those in the event that that happens rather than trying to potentially guess and then, you know, in the off chance and unfortunate case that something happens and I didn't estimate that in the beginning and now I'm out a lot of dollars or a lot of potential invoiced hours. So that's just the main differentiation that I personally make between project and hourly. And I know a lot of people do it differently, but the main differentiation essentially is just like, do I have the experience and the comfort in estimating it for a flat fee? And if I don't, then perhaps I just save myself the mental energy and I just do it hourly. So that kind of brings me to my next topic on charging based on your comfort level of things, experience level and skill level. So one example is the projects versus like the one-off services situation. So with my branding projects, I've done dozens of them. And so I feel extremely confident in my ability to always deliver on a brand, to always be able to walk the client through a positive experience. So I'm very, very confident with my branding package, right? And so because of that, and because I have a track record of like really high quality services, and I have all of these testimonials from past clients, I feel confident in charging a higher premium rate, unlike with maybe packaging design, where I have done some packaging for a large number of companies, but not nearly to the extent that I have done branding for companies. And so because of that difference, and also because of some instances where I've had some issue with vendors or I've had some a lot of edits with printers and things like that, I don't necessarily feel quite as comfortable charging such a premium rate and, and charging such a comprehensive fee like I do with my brands. And that's just one example and that you can apply that to anything. And so what I'm doing here when I'm thinking about my pricing structure is I'm thinking about what is relevant to me and I'm doing a sort of relative system where I'm thinking about my personal strengths and not my weaknesses, but rather like my less signature services. And I'm comparing my comfort level, my skill level between them. So another example is like, let's let's get rid of the whole brand story. Let's think about social media graphics versus packaging. I've done both extensively, but I'm willing to bet a bit more on my confidence level and my skill level with social media graphics because I've done it more. And so because of that, I charge a bit more than I do for my packaging design. It's purely because I believe I have more expertise, I have a bit more skill, and I feel more comfortable with that service. So that's just an example of different ways you can go about it by thinking about comfort and experience. Another way that you can think about differences in charging in your pricing structure is also based off of natural kind of ability. So an example of that is social media graphics versus packaging. Um, I personally find that social media graphics come a bit easier to me. Like doing digital content is really easy for me. Like I just look at a page and I naturally think of different layouts and naturally think of different ways to produce content. Versus with packaging, I usually have to spend a lot more time with conceptual ideation, exploration, a lot more time on development, and I have to play a lot more with different experimentation. And so because of that, 
I then raise my rates of packaging design versus social media graphics because of the extra sort of mental energy that it would take me versus the ease that it takes me with social media graphics. So that's just another example of how to look at things when you're comparing different pricing. Because I know it's sometimes it's difficult to wonder like, it sometimes it feels like you're just pulling numbers out of thin air and you're just arbitrarily assigning numbers and wages to different services. But that's actually not the case, right? So what, what you're doing is you are p- basically ranking or categorizing different services that you're offering based on different comfort levels, on different experience levels. And what you're doing is you're creating sort of a structure for you to understand and to, and to know how much energy, how much effort, how much experience, how much ease each project or each service is going to, to give you. So I hope that makes sense in terms of using those different metrics to kind of compare different services that you're using. So another thing that may seem arbitrary but actually isn't is raising prices. So I talk about this a lot and I'm personally really, really against the whole rhetoric of like raising your prices when you start to feel comfortable with your prices or like if people are just accepting your prices immediately when you propose it to them, then you're not charging enough. Like I personally don't really agree with any of that sort of mindset for a couple of reasons. So I don't think that seeking out pushback from potential clients is the best for me mentally. I don't like confrontation. I don't like having to negotiate. It's like not my thing. And so I actually prefer it that my pricing be at a perfect sweet spot where like, I'm comfortable with the price. I think the price is reasonable and my clients find that it's reasonable and aren't trying to like pick a fight with me or trying to ask for a discount because that gives me anxiety and I don't need that. <laughs> and so I never ever really feel the need to put raise my prices when I'm comfortable because I like charging a price that I'm comfortable with. I never, I never like to be uncomfortable with anything I'm doing in my business. So I think a really big pillar of pricing has to be raising them and lowering them when you need to or when you want to and when you're ready. So for example, here is how I determine when I need to raise my prices. It's not based on any other factors like my clients are accepting the proposals too quickly or I'm not getting any pushback from people. What I use as a metric to raise my own prices is internal. I don't look at what other people are doing. I don't look at competitors or, you know, people in the community because I don't really have competitors, but I don't really look at other people and say, oh, they're charging X, Y, Z. I should charge that as well. I don't do that. And I don't think you should either. I think the best, absolute best way is to just gauge how you're feeling after you complete every project and you think to yourself and you take a bit of time and you reflect, did I get the good end of that deal or was I potentially undercharging myself? And that sounds like super abstract, like how am I going to know if I'm undercharging myself? But it's a feeling you're going to get. You're going to look at the quality of the work that you just did for this client and you're going to be like, did the client get their money's worth or did they get a good deal? And if you feel that they got a really good deal or that, you know, I really gave, like, for example, I really gave super high quality work and I think that I probably could have charged more for this. If you're starting to feel that way after project after project, that's a good indication to raise your prices by a little bit. 
And you might ask me like, well, how much should I raise them by? Honestly, only really you can make that judgment. I tend to raise mine by a couple hundred dollars when I do raise them. And I test the waters. I don't like to go like a full thousand or something. I don't jump that much. I just, I slowly move towards an amount that does feel like worthy of the quality that I am producing. So I think that's the most secure and healthy way to go about raising your prices in a way that's not dependent upon others or dependent upon these other metrics or variables that might actually have nothing to do with your pricing. Like the whole idea of using client responses to your prices as a metric for how high or low that they should be, I don't really think is super reliable because like, for example, the leads that you might be getting may be from a source and that's those people might just be more confrontational by nature. And so you may actually be charging, you know, perfect amount. And then you just have some confrontational clients or confrontational leads coming in and like negotiating down your prices and now all of a sudden you're undercharging. So that's just something that I think shouldn't really be a major pillar in your business is like the feedback of other people. I think you should just do you and just listen to that little voice inside of you that's telling you like to go up or down. So another thing that I think is really important is just to ignore again what other people are doing. I know it's really, really difficult in the very beginning to just pull numbers out. It kind of feels like you have no evidence, no substantiary reason to be charging the amount that you do. But that's kind of the nature of service-based business. Like we're not really producing products where we have like a manufacturer's fee and we have like a sourcing and ingredients fee. Like we are services. And so once you take into account, obviously like all your other fees and things, like you really could be charging as much as you want in terms of your profit margin. And so it becomes really difficult. Like it becomes like a mind game. Like am I worth, you know, charging X, Y, Z? But I just want to tell you that literally everybody in this industry charges based off what feels right for them. There's no, there's no like report, there's no study, there's no governmental like document that tells us like, yes, you are charging in the right zone, right? I want to reiterate, like we're not charging our worth, like there aren't people who are worth more than you or worth less than me. We are just charging what feels good to each and every one of us individually. And what that is, is completely dependent upon your personal, like I said, comfort level and experience and skill, blah, blah, blah. And when I say that, even people, you can, you might misread it and be like, oh, so if I'm less skilled, then I should be charging less. That's not the case at all. Because if you feel comfortable and you you think it's right for you, and if you think your skill level is like kind of low, but you feel comfortable. 100% comfortable charging a ton, then you do that, right? Because it's all about confidence. I think we've probably been hearing this since like day one or like when we're like going through adolescence and they're like, you know, confidence is like the prettiest thing you can wear. Like, you know, those like really cheesy quotes on like TJ Maxx pillows and things like that. It truly is, especially when it comes to a business. Confidence is your number one best friend when it comes to anything. And so it's the same way with pricing. I used to be really confident in charging $600 for a logo when I was like, I don't know, three years younger and like 
three years more naive or whatever. But I was super comfortable with that number and I was like so impressed. I was so happy with that number because that's what was appropriate for me at the time. And I didn't feel like I was undercharging or overcharging. And people may tell me like, oh, you were way undercharging or blah, blah, blah. But I don't really care, right? Like that worked for me. That got me here. That was perfect for me. I wasn't getting anxiety over if my clients would think I was a waste of money, but I also wasn't getting upset because I wasn't being paid enough, right? Like that number was ideal for me. And although I would never ever charge that much now, like that little, I mean, like that is like just ridiculous for me to charge now. It was right for me in that moment. And I think that's the kind of thing we need to emulate. It's like whatever is that sweet spot for you in this moment, only one person in the whole world can justify and make a judgment on that and it's you so ignore what other people are doing only do what you're ready for and what you feel comfortable with right and then you can use different elements like what you feel like your comfort level your experience level your skill level your quality is but at the end of the day like even those metrics are also arbitrary like just because I feel like my skill level is like medium Like to somebody else, my skill level might be super high or super low, right? It's all relative. It's all arbitrary, essentially. So the moral of this story and of this episode is that it's all about creating a pricing structure that doesn't bring you anxiety, that's going to support you in what you're doing. It's going to make you confident in those meetings and in those dealings talking about money. Because if you're charging these prices where you don't really feel confident about the number, that is going to affect you in the long run. It's going to make you feel a little bit less confident, maybe like pushing back on a client or like shutting down scope creep or things like that. If you feel really confident in the amount of money that you're charging, then you're going to then be confident in other dealings when you're talking about money, when you're talking about contracts and things like that. Money can really be a confidence booster or crasher. And I think that pricing can really be something that can make or break your comfort when it comes to dealing with clients. And so... Basically, what I'm trying to say is everything is about it being right for you and just ignoring anything that anybody says about what you should and shouldn't be doing. So I hope that episode was helpful. I know it's it's really hard talking about pricing sometimes because I know people want numbers. People want like specific concrete advice. And I'm hoping that in some ways this episode did, does give you concrete advice, but I really don't think it's a you should get into the habit of looking for people's numbers and searching out numbers to help you know where to be. However, if you are looking to hear on any numbers or if you want some sort of benchmark to then weigh yourself on, you can absolutely DM me on Instagram or email me and I'd be happy to, you know, give you some insight. But like I said, this is your journey and I think that any sort of outside influence probably won't be as helpful as you think and it might just hurt you in the long run so let me know that was helpful I'm sorry I couldn't be more assistance and I really really wish that this episode could just be me listing off numbers and then you just going off into the world using them but I think that if you really really take the time to digest this advice and really really sit and think on it and you know get past the whole you know annoying concept of me just giving you abstract ideas it will actually really really help you in the long run and it's something that I do in my business right now where I use completely internal, abstract, relative feelings to guide my business, and it hasn't led me astray today. So 
please let me know if that was helpful or not. If it wasn't helpful, I'm really sorry, but I'll see you on the next episode and have a good one. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Design Diaries. We'll catch you on the next episode.